like even more brutal. But for me, it's I, I like the fact that you yeah. still have that. The speaker shutting off. I was like, is that a cat? Was like, that was, your that was gun. Jamie. That was Jamie shutting down. <laughs> so I was like, is there a bobcat in here? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What's up, listeners? This is Kev from the Vintage Burn Podcast, and we're bringing you a special bonus episode. On Friday, May 31st, Doug and I had the privilege of sitting down with melodic death metalers The Absence. The band's currently on tour with Deicide for their North American dates, alongside Origin and Jungle Rot. The guys had their show on Thursday... In Quebec City, they were back in the States on Friday morning, super early, and I was lucky enough to just have them come by my house for the entire day and chill. So we got to sit around and break bread with the band, just talk a lot on the air, off the air about a lot of things, and I know for me and Doug, it was just such an awesome experience. I can't say it enough how great the guys were. They were super respectful super polite and they're just all around great fucking dudes so if you ever get a chance to run into them at a show go up and say hi because they're just genuine people if you don't know much about the band they're from Tampa Bay, Florida they currently have four full length records I remember the first time that I actually heard the first single from the first record from your grave back in 2005 they had a music video for it and it's crazy because at that time the new wave of American heavy metal was really at its peak I think or at least just starting to become really mainstream and you had like Shadows Fall and As I Lay Dying Kill Switch Engage were on top of the world and, and Lamb of God too I saw this video for From Your Grave and just remembering it was pretty different from, from what was out at that time and just immediately called Doug and I remember saying like, dude, who the fuck are the absence? Like, we got to get this album. This is awesome shit. It was melodic, great death vocals, um, some good blast beats. It was just that perfect mixture of everything that I know Doug and I like. And I love the pronunciation in the death vocals too. So at that time we were still going to a store called Newberry Comics here in New England uh, that was pretty popular for underground music, especially in the metal community. But they, the Absence didn't have their own little category uh slot where you could have their name and then you could find all their records because they were obviously brand new so they were just kind of mixed in with all the A's and I remember just going through those 
CDs trying to find their record with their awesome looking logo. If you look up the logo, you'll see what I'm talking about. They just have such a killer looking uh, design. And I'm like, where the fuck is this? And I could never find the copy of it because I'm pretty sure at that point it was being so new, they only had one copy available. So I remember Doug and I just calling each other like, dude, next time you're at Newberry, if you find it, buy me a copy. Or if you buy one before me and you keep going back to Newberry and find it, you know, save me that copy. And finally, we both got our hands on the record, and we've just been fans ever since. We were laughing with the guys, uh, because on their second record, Riders of the Plague, there was an opportunity for fans to be able to enter to have their names put in the uh, album liner notes. And me and Doug are actually on page one or two of the liner notes, thanking fans, which is cool. So we were telling the guys, and and obviously they were like, yeah, man, (laughs) We get that a lot at shows and people saying like, hey, I'm on page four, I'm on page, you know, eight or whatever. So we thought that was funny. Their third record was Enemy Unbound in their latest effort, which came out in the last year, is a gift for the obsessed. So the guys do have a couple other singles that they've released. Those are for streaming and for purchase online. And... They most recently just dropped a killer brutal assault called Walking Shadows. Everybody needs to check that out. And the artwork is just sick. It was actually what they were using for their their backdrop uh, and on Jeremy Kling's bass kicks. And I think they also had it on their cabs too. So they're, they're definitely using that most recent album cover art because it's just it's just an amazing design and I think you'll hear about that in the podcast too they'll talk a little more about it so with that said this interview is exclusive and completely unfiltered enjoy cheers all right we're just at home and we're hanging out with the absence for the day what's going on guys Hola. Hi. We got the whole gang here. We got Jamie, Jeremy, Taylor, Joe, and Jesse. Awesome. Thank you guys for being on the show. Yeah, right, thanks thanks for Congrats. I would have fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. That was really smooth. It's, uh, One take. We're he, good. He practiced on the, mor- the mirror this morning for like 45 minutes. <laughs> Jamie, Jeremy. I almost fucked it up just there. It's funny. My wife, my wife last night, she's like, please don't be that guy that like one of the guys wakes up and you're like, Good morning, how'd you sleep? Like, standing around, <laughs> get me the fuck out of this house. Funny story about that. Uh, my son, who's uh, now 13, he was about six years old. Taylor was staying at our house, and uh, my son was uh, sleeping. Or, well, Taylor was sleeping, and then Taylor was uh, laying there, and my son stood over him, and he woke him up, and he was like, are you awake? And then, <laughs> yeah. Taylor's like, well, I am now. I am oh, now. Yeah. My son loved him, like, a lot. I mean, he still does, but he loved him a lot. He he went to school and drew two fish. And uh, he was like, these are my two fish, Taylor and Taylor. <laughs> that was real cute. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's really a clean thing. Yeah. Taylor and Taylor. It's like Taylor without the handlebar mustache and Taylor with the handlebar mustache. I'll, I'll take with. She grew one that's the mustache. It's like a Taylor's beard one. and then two forks that go up. So it's like an inverted... Saber tooth? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. That's awesome. Great about it. Yeah, takes yeah. a special face to pull that off. Yeah, it's not, um, no, not everybody can. It's not good looking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a lot. Right. There's a lot of love for you, though. There's a lot. 
We just didn't record this. We didn't record the love. Like when we were talking about how good you are, you know, we just put <laughs> before the coffee. Before the coffee. <laughs> All right. So something I wanted to ask you guys, I've been wondering for years now, pretty much since the beginning. But like, who who are some of your influences? Like, what what do you guys listen to on like a daily basis, or like kind of just give you a little, you know, a little something to kind how of. How long is your podcast, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So maybe some of the ones that really stick out. <laughs> Initially, I mean, Carcass definitely. Uh, Dimension Zero. Dimension Zero, definitely. Carnal Forge. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. <sighs> and all the bands surrounding Bloodbath, Opeth at the time. Edge of Sanity. Edge of Sanity really is the culprit to a lot of it. Getting this started in, in general, not, you know. Actually, Borknagar is what led Pete and I together. Right. Yeah. Because well. he was tattooing somebody that was a friend of mine, and I'm like, I was like, oh man, I was like, I want to go listen to this new Borknagar. He's like, you like Borknagar? I was like, yeah. He goes, dude, do you you play drums, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, I play guitar. Let's get together. Magic time. What album was it? Empiricism? Uh, no, it was the Quintessence. Quintessence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucking rules, man. Yes, it does. ICS. Vortex. Anyways. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and then obviously. Good mix, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Maiden, Metallica, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, obligatory like... stuff, entry level stuff. But, you know, yep. and then. So many I can't yeah, really I know. stuff we were listening to back then <laughs> that we probably don't listen to now. I can't even think. Yeah, so it worked. So it worked out. Yeah, in flames. Uh, you know, pre Gates. Yeah. Well, some of us. Pat or uh, Pete wasn't really too keen on at the gates, but Pat and Jeremy and I hmm. were. So that's cool. So a lot of just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and kind of just whatever you were feeling that day. And I mean, I that's always the like, best part of it. I always like U.S. Uh, death metals. I was always a fan of suffocation, deicides. I was like almost like the, the lone wolf out because Pete did not listen to that and Pat did not listen to that. Jamie did, didn't. But I mean, I was always like, let's play death metal. And they were like, no, a little less of that. And I was like, all right. All right. I was always more into Swedish death metal myself. Which I like all that shit to, too. To yeah. American, but... I mean, it's funny how, like, as metalheads, you go through kind of, like, different modes, different, like, you know, some month I'll go through, like, the old thrash shit, then I'll, like, go yeah, something new shit. and kind of, yeah. you know, depending on the weather, the fucking your mood, you know, when we're, on the we're writing the murder, I was really pushing for, I was like, Pat, I was like, just give me some fucking trim picking. I was like, please give me some. <laughs> yeah. and he, was like, he was like, all right, all right, what, what about this? And we worked it out. Uh, we actually had a... Uh, I had three quarters basement in my. Uh, I lived in. Well, I still live in Florida, but I lived in Newport Ritchie, and uh, so a basement's like fucking unheard of there. Yeah. And I had a three quarters basement, and we uh, we worked the whole record out there. And I remember being in there. I was like, please. I was like, we need some like. Well, I was listening to a lot of Decapitated then, like yeah. a lot. And Pat, like I said, he didn't typically like death metal, but he really liked Decapitated. He was like, man, this is just something special. And I'm like, right? Like, this is good shit. So, we, you know, that's how the murder was born. I kept pressing him to be faster and faster. <laughs> Since we've seen Obituary in the last, what, month, month and a half we saw yeah. Obituary? I've been listening to a lot of Obituary lately, too. And honestly, I didn't... Re- he's always trying... He's like, dude, you gotta listen to these records. And I'm one of those guys, I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm not into it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I'm listening to this band. He's like, I showed you that band two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You bastard. No, yeah, he, just, here. he just popped his... Uh, Obituary chapter finally. So. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm actually gonna like download everything they have. <laughs> they were amazing. Yeah, they were awesome live. Yeah, yeah they're great. Man. Those guys still bring it. Yeah, Donald, Donald Tardy's the man. I'm just saw that. Yeah, with, uh, he is with Hate Breed and Terror. Uh, a few, what, like a month ago. Yeah. Yep. And um, Crow Mags and 
Yeah. Yeah. God, they that was a great so show. Awesome. Yeah, it was. Terror was fucking awesome, man. I got there for like, I think we got there for the last song of Terror. Our yeah. buddy Marco, who does the podcast, yeah, was he, the he's like a big hardcore guy too, so he was like, fuck you guys, I have your tickets and I gotta, <laughs> let me know exactly when you're here, I don't want to miss a fucking yeah. second. Oh, like, no. <laughs> and he missed his favorite song, of course, so he's still uh, doing the ex-girlfriend uh, thing and being a mad at Cab. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marco. Fucking, yeah, you bet. He's missing out right now. It's buddy. all right. That's it. <laughs> So, you know, we talked a little bit already off the air about um, the gift for the obsessed and, and the change in the lineup. So we won't have to go too far into that. I'm probably going to talk about that off the air um, when I kind of introduce this whole segment. But I wanted to know, what did you guys do differently with this record that you didn't do in previous records? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could say we uh, had no negativity in it, nope. which oh, is something that we've never experienced. Sorry. <laughs> Normally, everything was fueled with... Um, it was problematic. It was a stressor. It was difficult when it didn't need to be difficult. This uh, this new we call it the Mark II lineup. We're we're robbing a Deep Purple. Um, the Mark II, nice nice uh, reference. So this yeah. is the this is the Mark II uh, lineup of the band, and um, it is it's just a smooth working environment. No one's no one's upset. Any ideas are tried. Any ideas are explored. Nothing is uh, nothing is taboo. Nothing is. It's like, hey, let's. I was thinking maybe of that, and it's like, no, oh, cool. I didn't think that. Or cool. Yeah, let's let's see what happens. And if it works collectively, we go, yeah, cool. Let's let's roll with it. You know. Is that um, weird being such like a different vibe and like the writing process? Absolutely. And yeah. Is it almost mean, like kind of weird? It was strange at first. It was like. Well, you're like looking over your shoulder. You're like, well, where's the guy that's gonna hit me? That's my friend. You're like, well, not like physically, but like, where's it's gonna come? Like, where's it? Where's yeah. it? Where's it gonna come from? Like, what's the angle? That it's who's working an angle here? You were kind of really like, it was a bit of like on edge, and then it, not at all for this go around. It was, and it won't be at all because I mean the the unit has proved that the Mark II lineup has proved that we've already <laughs> done two tours and. It's just great. No one argues. I mean, we just had major catastrophe, uh, vehicle catastrophe strike us on this tour. Uh, we, we blew a tranny coming over uh, Mount Shasta. Um, we got it repaired. We drove away from the repair shop. <laughs> Wait, you blew a tranny? Yeah. I was waiting for it. And then our transmission <laughs> went out. I was, yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, it was it had to jolly. It was good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was like a slow shot. It can't not be said. I'm sorry. That's a judge. It's like a fart joke. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a judge test. And you guys, uh, you, know, you guys all fail. So, <laughs> so blew the tranny coming over Mount Shasta, and uh, it cost us fourteen hundred bucks to repair. All right. So uh, we were eight minutes on, later, post fourteen hundred dollars yeah, spent. That we were teetering on the edge of going to miss our show uh, in Seattle because we sucks. were in Salem, Oregon. Um, we got a quarter of a mile down the road. But it started pissing ATV fluid. We turned back around, got back. The dude was already closed up shop, gone. Saturday at 2 o'clock, transmission shop, see ya. So we go to another shop, and the guy, it's not a tranny shop, and we go there, and the guy's like, well, uh, let me take a look at it. He took a look at it for free, was like, yeah, you're missing some shield, blah, blah. It's going to be, uh, you have to drop the whole transmission. And it was like, sick. So, or we could wait till Monday and get the vehicle repaired. So, well, maybe... And then we, at that point, we would have missed Salt Lake. And then if it didn't get repaired that day, then maybe we would make it the next day to Denver. And then maybe we'd make it to, you know, you, you can see. So we're just like, fuck it, let's buy a vehicle. So we bought a Suburban. We had to. So, well, and so at point two, you were yeah. losing money. It's like, okay, so oh, yeah. we might miss shows. We've already been out 1400 bucks. Yeah. Then you're going to so miss out on merch money. We dumped another two grand and bought another vehicle. But all during all of that, no one, no one was upset. No one was upset with their fellow man. No one was yeah. 
losing their mind. We all were just like, okay, all right, well, let's do this. You know. Now, if this was the Mark One lineup, it would have been fuck you. Yeah, yeah. more chaos than you need. Yeah, would have been just extra added, and then and then it would have been a spiral depression about how we suck or how it sucks or how it's you know. It would have just been a negative train. So to uh, to ambulate around that for ten years, yeah, and then to not ambulate around that is a totally different. It's a different thing. Like you're saying, it's like it's completely different. It's yeah. like it's like well, <laughs> all right, so we're okay. We're gonna make it. You know, we we took a financial hit, but I mean, are we dead? No. Are we? Is the show going on? Yeah. Yeah. Is DSI Origin and Jungle Rot? Our management, their management, everybody noticing that we're just like fucking doing whatever it takes to get there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Are, we, are we all homies? Yep. All right. Sick. Yeah, we're all That's in awesome. this together no matter what. So, I mean, yeah. obviously it's very, it was sad. We had to, you know, cancel the show in Seattle, which, you know, no band likes to cancel a show. No. You know, it's very. Yeah, uh, of course. Again, very, you're no, let, you know, you, you, you're, I don't want to say you're, you're letting people down, but. It, it's out of your control and you can't help but feel that way but the support from up there they let it be known the promoter was super cool um, and held us down all the fans and our friends and stuff like that were understand I mean because you have that you have to be I mean when you don't have a transmission yeah there's not much you can no do, for you guys so. to not pull out of the tour or anything so but, you know we made it happen it was and it was cool and, and I can remember Jeremy was driving we, we finally got got it up it had the tow package we got Stopped at a gas station, we fueled up, got some Topo Chico's, and uh, <laughs> hashtag Topo Chico USA, where's that endorsement? Where's um, <laughs> that endorsement? My address is $32.90. They've been liking my Instagram post when I post about Topo Chico, but That's awesome. um, you know, we're driving, and you know, we're like listening to music and stuff like that, and it was a little somber and rainy and stuff, but at the same time, we're just like, you know what? We missed the show, that sucks, but we're on our way to Salt Lake City, and I felt very empowered that we made it happen and we had yep. been doing so well monetarily with merch sales and everybody's been showing up to these shows early so we did have a bit of a nest egg so to speak uh i don't want to say we you know we could totally afford this new vehicle but right. we, you know we made it happen and we didn't lose our ass so to speak yeah, but i mean even if it happened on the cannibal corpse tour it would have been a fucking nightmare yeah it uh, would have been a nightmare so, with those people yeah. yeah so the bottom line is you know the the negativity gone is that's a different thing and then that allows creativity to really flow openly through a channel so with that said, where do you guys see yourselves with the digital age right now? And I mean, I think this is a big question for bands. It's like, you guys have been putting out singles. So it's, as, a, as a consumer, I'm thinking, are they going to be a band that's going to start to push those boundaries and just start to release single after single and do it that way? Or because the creative flow is so good and it's an easy writing process, you guys are going to continue to do more full lengths at this point? I think uh, both, honestly. Yeah, probably both. Taylor, both. Taylor already wrote 25 or 26 songs for the new record. Yeah. Which we've whittled down to like uh, like a solid like fourteen. So we're gonna record all of them. Hell yeah. Um, we're gonna record <laughs> nice. all of them, and then we'll have you know gobs of yeah extra because we're only gonna put ten on the record. Yeah. So we'll have some extras, and then we will pepper them somewhere, or we don't, or we do an EP, or yeah. we don't, or we yeah. you know. It's always whatever. good to have auxiliary this, stuff. Yeah. This single yeah. was kind of this was actually the the brainchild of our uh, our management. They were like, you guys should do a single, you know, for yeah, uh, we'll do. We'll release a limited edition cassette, and we'll have it come out. And it was like, cool. We already we already had that cover. We already had that recorded. So it was like, let's put that there. And we had some live stuff, so we just mixed it up, and then bingo. 
Cassettes, that's awesome. Cassettes born, and here we go. So it's kind of cool yeah. to, to be able to have just some extra music. And I know fans are like, I fucking love this song. It's like, <laughs> we did too. Yeah. It was slated to be on the record, but last minute we uh we swapped it out with Septic Testament. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking like final hour, like, just switched over because we wanted Septic to be on there. Yeah, I love that you added that. And obviously, you probably re recorded it from the. Is it, nope. so you didn't? Nope. Awesome. Just just it all yeah, we remastered with the same mix engineers. So. Yep. Cool. Uh, we we were talking earlier about the uh, were you here for this for the um, the album cover the album art. No, I missed that. Uh, we were kind of chatting about it earlier. If you want to touch on it again, just I, I love the fucking the cover for the uh, yeah for the for the single. Jamie can oh no, Jamie can take it along there. Well, oh the uh, the Riddick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's awesome, man. It's very simple. It's very death metal. It's uh, it was you know when I got it sent over went after Jeremy had had the. Gotten it all taken care of. I was just like, "Yep." And I was like, "That's going on a shirt. That's going on everything. Dude, that's going on yeah. my body. It's, it's clean. Much. It's yeah. clean, black and white, yeah. and to the point. It's simple. Yeah. I saw it. And I was like, we that's... didn't intend for it to be like everywhere, like it is. I mean, like we have it on scrims and back. Like it's like everywhere. Oh like, yeah, it just looks so damn good. Man. Yeah. It's the new Mark II fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and then you know the absence logo itself. Like you're saying, how it's kind of like beefed up a little bit. It's got like the spider web. Yeah. And the, yeah. I still lo- just... I still love your logo though. Just. What you get, whoever put that together originally, it's yeah. just it's an awesome logo. Thanks, man. The name yeah. escapes me. Yeah. <laughs> the name escapes me. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, we don't even. You can just skip that that question. We just talked about that. What's the yeah. near future looking like? Obviously, we know you guys are gonna put out more shit. So. Yeah, but always dive into. Uh, so, are you guys into horror movies for the most part? Yes, yeah. big time. I mean, what um. Like what's your? What we say your favorites are your cult classics, like your go tos. Jaws. Jaws. Nice. All right. Absolutely. It's almost that season too. This is the time to start watching it. It's you know. Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically, it's always that season. Oh yeah, then when you we watched it in the Florida. theater, they just uh, they did a showing of it back home in Florida. Oh, awesome. Oh cool. Yeah. I wish they did that with more movies. Like there's so many movies that are like Tombstone's one of my favorite movies of all time, and like I think I was too young when it came out. Uh-huh. I'm like where I missed it. I'm like I just play it in the theater. What's you know yeah, probably get dirt cheap on real or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I know oh, they shit, do it sometimes. It's all digital shit. now. They just download a file. On yeah, it. that's yeah, that's, that's what I do. Everything's on <laughs> Apple TV. Digital. It's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, big John Carpenter fan over here. Yeah. Personally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think Army of Darkness is like the quintessential. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be. It's it's just the right blend of gory, funny. It's fucking great. What, what did you think of the series? Uh, I made it like four or five. How many? We started. We made it like four, five, five something like that. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. Just kind of not your thing, though. I, did, I didn't dislike it. I just think it was a little, um, it was a little too clean for me. Like the imagery, like it. I don't know. I don't like when they don't have that like shitty fade look on movies. <laughs> like I'm really not a fan of. I don't. I'm not a fan of that like real time looking setting that televisions have either. I'm like, you're ruining the 24 frames per second okay, look yeah. of like the smoothness. Yeah. And you take that away, and then you like have removed the filters. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's an ugly girl at the end of the day. Cool. I mean, but, you know, put the Snapchat filter back <laughs> yep. on these for, you know, the guys who like that. Well, now there are some there are some directors and producers that are purposely trying to go old school to yeah, make it. Yeah, like Mandy was like, yep. it had that Fucking much. love Mandy. Oh, yeah. Love was, that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a cool movie. I didn't really love it. I like yep. the imagery of it. I thought the, the plot of it was, like, real fucking weak, but uh, I liked how it looked. Yeah. So that came into play. That's, a, that's another reason that I like the um, House of a Thousand Corpses because, yep. I mean, the story was kind of weak, but the rest of it was f- 
fucking great. Like yeah. how it looked, it was grimy. It was like, yep. and that's why I think the Ash versus Evil Dead or whatever was like just really like. It's like a, like an Andy Sneak mix where you're like you're like oh shit this is a uh, pristine as fuck yeah cool yeah, I never thought I'd hear discharge like that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it is very clean on the second season is kind of where it like peaks and then the third season just kind of like except for the sperm bank scene oh is that the third season oh yeah it's fucking I, hilarious I do like the third season I think I think I'm just upset the way it kind of ended like they were going with this whole new route and then I, they just fucking I don't know anything but uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like, like, I couldn't even explain it in like a, an hour if I had to. It's uh, so complex, you know how it is. But okay. They might like Stand Against Evil. Yeah, you guys remember yeah, Stand Against Evil? I heard about that. It's good, yeah. It's the same thing. It's same thing. It's got that like kind of horror comedy, comedy yeah. like sarcastic or yeah. like. What's that other movie? The Daggers with the dog. Oh, uh. Please save Beerwolf. Please save Beerwolf. Dale, Dale and Tucker. Oh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That movie is fucking movie. Yeah, that's great. It's hilarious. All these teenagers keep killing themselves. Yeah, I always, I always kind of like that, like the hunkers. I always like a bit of the camp. I think in horror movies, absolutely. That's one of the best movies I think that's ever been written. Is Tucker and Dale. I popped it on and I'm like, this looks stupid. I'll check it out. And ended up being yeah, And they're they're coming out with a part two. They're now they're like, okay, fuck it. So they're actually going to start writing a part two. We were talking about Mandy, and uh, I'm really excited because the same director is directing uh, the Color Out of Space H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, very cool. cool. Nick Cage is involved in that too. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the Cage and what is it, Mom and Dad? The other not one, yet, where the yet. parents turn and kill all their children is like there's like a radio frequency, or whatever. It makes the parents snap and kill their own kids. Okay. It never made it to. Th- they like pulled it from theaters before it came out. Was obviously, it was right after like a shooting or something. Yeah. 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 Town, fuck you up. Start killing themselves too. Like that. Let the right one in. I thought that was good. I like the Swedish version. I do too. Yeah, like the weird creepy. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen it, no. It was killer. The right one in. It was like a vampire movie, but it was okay. terrifying. Like, it was like young kids. Oh, it was Some like young foreign children on like a lake whacking each other like with sticks kind of creeps you. Yeah, it's got that, that creep the, factor. The girl with all the gifts. It's kind of the... Oh, a gift for the obsessed. Yeah. The, the girl with all the gifts. <laughs> Good plug, that's it. No, it's the one that... By the record. By the record. All the kids. It's, it's kind of... It's weird. It's like a zombie... Vampire-esque kind of, but all the kids are in. Oh, so Jesus! <laughs> Jesus yeah. has Didn't he no. Do some of his blood, and he like drank it. Jesus or? has no place at this he was, table. He was a zombie. Jesus has no place at this. I know. I've here. never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, is, is it a newer release or like it's an old? It's past like five years or so, something like that. Yeah. You guys Terminator fans at all? Oh yeah. Cool. Check out. So it's a, it's like a combination of Terminator and I'd say Halloween. There's a lot of Halloween parts thrown in. It's called the Guest. It's Are really good. Are you getting royalties from the guest or something? I'm not. <laughs> Watch the movie. Buy the movie. No. <laughs> my address is this. Yeah, my address is this. this no, it's, it's, it's a good flick, though. So speaking of, um, for you guys, do you guys include or incorporate any horror in your music and your lyrics? Yeah, it's called uh, real life, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing more horrific than that sometimes. Uh, I mean, I do personally. I have a band with Taylor called Gore Gang, and like, uh, I sing in that band. I play a little bit of guitar in that band. Taylor plays drums um, and also plays guitar and bass. Um, and lyrically, I do, uh, for sure, there's like horror elements in there, which are, I mean, how could it not be, you know? It's definitely it's, 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 er, it's everywhere, you know. Like I'll even put keyboards in, like uh, like I 
I wrote the I just write some like cool like eerie droney keyboard parts which are just you know horror yep. shit that we all grew up on yep. yeah yep. You know, it's all it's great it's great and then we also have a band uh, a black metal band called Dritskit which is a Joey's watching music videos. Nice job. Now we're not some edibles of coffee. Wow. You're off the hook. <laughs> yeah, you're off the hook. Joey, you're on the shit list. Uh, I, I didn't know that was going to... Dude, fine. Yeah, we... we uh, the song on the new album, uh, Celestial Hysteria specifically, uh, I wrote with the intent of not having a real, like, personal, like... Yeah. exorcism of like I feel sad or I feel mad it was like I just wanted to write a song about something kind of funny and campy and it's about celestial hysteria space madness and it's like oh like you're in the van for 14 hours or you're gonna lose your shit but also from the perspective of somebody waking up in a space pod in the middle of deep space that's awesome alone yeah. not knowing where they are not knowing how much oxygen they have left or if any, you know, kind of thing, and that's it's about it's it's literally about losing your mind from just being alone or being trapped in a confined tin can or whatever. And the end of the song has those sirens which fire off, and that's like yep. that's the moment where like you snap, it's gone, all sense of that's everything. It. It's it. Warning that's alarms. That's so awesome. That's cool. Have now, you ever thought about writing like short stories or anything? Or have you done that or any of that in the past? Uh, I mean, I write a lot. I have a lot of stuff in my little notepad deal. So, but yeah, I've I've thought about that. I actually wanted to try to do some, because um, I make uh, like quote unquote soundtrack music and synthesizer stuff and weird noise stuff, ambient stuff. I've mess, been messing around with electronics for a few years now and working on some personal uh, solo stuff. But uh, I I uh, wanted to do some sort of like short story. Um, like re- record it kind of thing like like an old timey radio kind of you know only the nice. shadow knows blah blah yeah, blah yeah. but just some cool. ominous whatever and write like a two three minute long Four story kind of thing you know yeah. Dude, you um, this guy uh, from this Australian guy's name Pentagram Home Video he does makes uh, um, just instrumental like uh, soundtracky kind of synthesizer music um, and he, he samples all his cues from like actual like videotape into his rig or whatever but he he's done these uh, releases where it's a uh, it's like people reading short stories to like stuff that he music that he makes kind of thing so um that's kind of what inspired me it's like man that'd be really cool i got all these dumb things that yeah. i've written and stuff so yeah, yeah. awesome seems like you have a lot of ideas you might as well try to you yeah. know like I, I remember for like two years straight and i used to listen to friggin before bed i listen to telltale hard written uh by christopher lee his version yeah man it. And fucking, you know, I just, I love that. It's just something about, like, especially, like, him, you know, but, and you have the voice for it, too, you know? You yeah. should be a singer in a band. I've always wanted to be the guy that, I always wanted to be, like, the movie preview guy, like, this summer, darkness creeps into the town that you don't want to be in. You know, like, boom. Yeah. With the soundtrack provided by Oingo Boingo and Cannibal Corpse. I like that Christopher Lee thing he did with uh, Rhapsody. I thought that was cool. He did spoken word for them. Cool. Yeah, he did a, a couple of things like that, right? I think there might even been another. He's got his own albums out. I got one for Christmas a few years ago. Yeah, they have. A, I remember last time I was up yeah, here, we were listening to him on. I think they have on Spotify and shit. Yeah, yeah some of it's kind of him singing, stuff. some are just kind of like spoken word, but yeah. with his, he's just such it's a dramatic him, voice. It's definitely him on the front with like full knight's guard with like a sword, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good he Christmas was, gift. He was such a cool dude. <laughs> um, so if you guys could write a concept album for any horror movie. What do you guys think it might be? Something you could 
Uh, Nico McBrain uh, and uh, <laughs> the man with two Nico McBrains. <laughs> is that an actual? Is that an it actual is now yeah. copyright? Now, yep. Nico McBrain. My address is. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you guys ever thought about doing like a concept album? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, at least now, like you'd have the. Uh, I've had a thing for a while, but I every time I delve into it, it turns into something. It's it's a whole. Thing. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Cool. <laughs> at least have a, I think I have a good idea. I'm trying, but then it's like, oh, it's kind of been done over here, and then you change this, and yeah. a little hot water, cold water, and then, then I just write a song about my feelings. <laughs> right out of the feelings. Why well, I eat a burrito. <laughs> here comes the plug for the burrito. Taco Bell. <laughs> oh shit, man! Give me that Taco Bell endorsement. That's great. This summer, many toilet bowls will get decimated. <laughs> the soundtrack provided by our asses. <laughs> yeah, they're that French thing, right? Our asses. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we. So, with that said, you guys are in the car or in the in, in your truck for a long time. So, what have you guys been listening to? I'm sure it changes up every tour. You guys listen to something more than you, you normally listen to. Depends on the driver. Yeah, I really uh, very I much listen to anything while I'm driving. Very much so. Just the GPS. Silence. Is that how it works? Silence. Like whoever's in the helm gets like the yeah. control of the radio. Yeah, that's all fair. <laughs> well, I mean, fair since Apple decided that I only have one port, so I just listen to GPS. Uh, well, actually, I don't listen. To, it's just it's charging. So but yeah, listen they, to a lot of like new wave actually, like a new wave. Yeah. Strangely enough, because it. That's cool. It's kind of comforting in a way, like yeah. when you're in a band fucking crammed in and shit, you know? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of tears for fears. Yeah. It takes you back to when you were Sometimes. a kid shitting your pants in your car seat. <laughs> <laughs> Last week. Last week. <laughs> there's a lot of, for me personally, I can attest to, you know, I love death metal. I love it with all my heart, but you know, you're at, you play it and then you sit through it all night and I know if I'm driving or if I have my headphones in, chances are 99.100% of the time. I'm probably not going to be listening to death metal. So, like, See, yeah. I'm like the opposite. I will most likely be listening to death metal, <laughs> or even have more extreme too, like you were yeah. saying. Yeah, now just listening to the band extreme. Yeah, and <laughs> more than words. More than yeah. words. <laughs> I find '70s rock is pretty uh, good driving music. Cool. Ted Nugent. Okay. Very cool. Now, just so I can torture Marco a little bit. Are you guys Agalock fans by any chance? Oh yes. yeah, that's no. great. No, I, really I, I like them. All right. I I heard the album and the album with the deer on it. I forgot the name. Oh, the mantle. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's kind of like my go-to when I listen to like heavier, deeper shit. I'll kind of go in like something like the <laughs> that and like Testament the Gathering for some reason. Just like I'm not the Gathering, the Ritual. Yeah, we like Those to piss each other off. It'll usually be me and Doug ganging up on Marco about Agalock, or me and Marco ganging up on Doug about Megadeth. But I do love Megadeth. <laughs> Not as much as you guys, apparently. I, I've never had a circle jerk to, to fucking name his name. But. It's never too late. Yeah. Never too late. You guys like Megadeth? <laughs> Taylor Religious. I like some Megadeth. Awesome. Well, hey, we uh, thank you for your time. Thanks for um, you know coming over and shooting the shit with us. So we know you got a busy day ahead of you. A couple more tour dates, right? How many tour dates are left? Four, including tonight. Cool. Oh, shit. And then the, you know what that means? Yeah. I'm gonna be home soon. Ah, Joey again, man. Damn. Chimes in. And that's the cutoff for you. <laughs> yeah, you've had enough liquor today, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you.